Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love. We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy-to-follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results. We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Welcome back to Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. Today is one of my favorite topics. It's what does it take to build muscle? So I have a lot of clients where they're coming in, they're not obese, maybe they could lose a few pounds, but their main goal is I want to build muscle. I want to look like a Marvel superhero. So what does it actually take to build muscle? What are the things that a person needs to focus on to make sure that they're building muscle? That's a topic for today. Yeah, I love it. And I would say that a lot of my clients come to me, they maybe have a few pounds to lose, but they want to build muscle. So they have that lean tone look versus a skinny fat look. Yeah. And putting it in context, no one's looking to be like the rock. <laughs> like we're not looking to get huge but how do you have that kind of muscle tone kind of like what you're saying is that lean tone look where i just look athletic i look like i'm in shape um i'm filling out the t-shirts in all the right places mm-hmm. um those type of things or it could be the skinny jeans or whatever girls do the yoga pants uh, yoga pants yeah <laughs> um so the first thing i wanted to go over is calories so um, usually when a client comes to us, they're, we're, we're talking to them about calories, macros, and the, that kind of stuff. But what does a calorie need to be, calorie intake, should they be in a surplus? Do they need to be at maintenance? Can I build muscle on a deficit? Mm-hmm. It very much depends on the person and their goals, of course. But ultimately, it makes the most sense for most people to at least be at maintenance in order to put muscle on because your body needs those calories in order to do its essential function and even more calories to build muscle. So at least be at maintenance. Yeah. And and like I said, it it all depends on where they're at in their health journey. Mm -hmm. If you're new to lifting weights, strength training, you're going to build muscle, I swear, by just looking at weights. Um, because those like newbie gains are there. Um, you could be in a deficit, um, as long as your protein's in the right place, because it will require a certain amount of protein. And if you have some body weight to lose, that can be helpful as well. Yeah, because the muscles can pull from the excess calories in our fat. And then with the combination of the protein and the exercise, you can build muscle in a deficit. But even so, it's usually harder to do it that way, even yes. for someone in that situation, Watch, which is why we still recommend that you at least eat in a maintenance. And for most people, eat at maintenance. Yeah. And and that's kind of the second part of that is, is those newbie gains that new experience where I can eat in a deficit, still get muscle, that's going to be short-lived. Yes. At, at a certain point, you need to just mm-hmm. focus on strength building and building muscle um, instead of trying to lose inches. And what will probably happen is you'll lose inches by just, building muscle. You'll tighten up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What type of exercise then? Well, I guess let's just round out food. Um, What is the ideal kind of macro situation for someone who's looking to either be in maintenance or a surplus? How much of a surplus is needed 
What does that look like? Well, as far as your macro percentages, your protein should largely dictate the percentages because your protein needs to be uh, around 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. And we usually aim for that one gram per pound of body weight per person. Or uh, if you know your lean muscle mass, you can choose that one if you have more weight to lose. Or um, if you don't know that number, you can shoot for your your goal body weight mm-hmm. for that number in pounds. And that's your protein. And then your fat should be 20% at a minimum just to protect your hormones. And then whatever's left can be carbs or fat. You mm-hmm. can choose. It really, it largely doesn't matter. Yeah. And in that, your energy level should really dictate how many carbs exactly. or um, fat. So I largely have a very high carb tolerance because I'm doing so much like aerobic activity. I need that quick energy. Mm-hmm. So I have a ton of carbs, not a ton of fat. Um, and that works well for me, but there are so many people who go the complete opposite. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it largely is going to dictate, be dictated by your energy levels. Yeah. Um, in terms of a maintenance, we're going to know our maintenance if the scale isn't moving. Maybe it's only fluctuating by a pound or two a week, but we're roughly staying week over week around the same weight. Mm -hmm. That's how we're going to know that we're in maintenance. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to surplus, what's the ideal surplus range to build muscle, but not gain a ton of excess fat? You just want to do a slight surplus, what, two to 300 calories a day. Yeah. Yeah. We can only realistically build about two pounds of muscle if we're new to strength training. (laughs) Only build about two pounds of muscle per month. For most of us who have been exercising for a while, you're looking at only about a pound a month for for strength additions or muscle Mm -hmm. add. So that doesn't seem like a lot, but if you think about it, if you're weight training for six months at maintenance, that's a minimum of six pounds. You're probably yeah. And so with every pound, it's about 3,500 calories. So if you divide 3,500 calories out in 30 days, that's a really small surplus. So that's why I like the two to 300 calorie over maintenance is probably all you'll need to add muscle without adding too much excess fat. And the surplus is so helpful to be able to build that extra muscle, especially if you're someone who has plateaued in your strength training and you've stopped seeing gains. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need that surplus in order to continue to see the results that you're looking for, which is something that I've experienced lately. I was reaching a plateau and having just a little bit of trouble getting my weights and my strength where I wanted it to be. So I just ate in a slight surplus. And what do you know? Suddenly everything started going up across the board. And that was very satisfying for me. Yeah. And the other aspect of that, if you are concerned about gaining too much excess fat because of the surplus, something that we've tried to implement, I may be in a surplus for two to three months Mm -hmm. and then I'll do a mini cut for two to three weeks. Show off those results. Just, yeah, to show off those results. And I think that's the enjoyment of I'll be in a slight surplus. I'll gain a little bit of excess fat because that's just going to happen. But you could do these small mini cuts, maybe every three to four months where you can see like, just check how am I tracking? Is this what I want out of um, my overall progress? And that's a good way to just 
see the progress that you're looking to see in terms of muscle development. And you can monitor your progress along the way in terms of progress photos and measurements as well, because if you're looking at those things, you can see, okay, wait, am I gaining fat or am I gaining muscle? Yeah, you may gain a little bit of fat, but you can't avoid it if you mm-hmm. watch these measures really closely, Why? which is why it's really helpful to have a, a coach in your corner because someone can monitor his these measurements and see, okay, well, this measurement's going up, but your waist is going down and your weight, scale weight is going up, but that means you're building muscle, not fat. So Mm -hmm. we can keep going. Yeah. Or maybe, okay, it looks like you might be gaining some fat here. So let's just stay here for a while and let your metabolism catch up or maybe try, maybe it's time for a mini cut. Yeah. And that's really goes to how a person should assess how they're building muscle. So I'm going to use the scale to indicate whether I'm in a calorie surplus. I'm going to use my progress photos to see where that calorie surplus is going. <laughs> it could be going into my muscles. It could be going into my love handles. So, <laughs> Or your face. Or your face. So it's the scale is a good indicator of overall weight to, to know if we're in maintenance or a calorie surplus. Progress photos in measurements are a good way to know how our muscles are adapting to that calorie surplus. Mm-hmm. That's um, a great way to put it. And strength too. Like you came home this week or you texted me and you're like, I'm hip thrusting over 300 pounds, which is a huge strength gain from where we were three, four months ago. Mm -hmm. So that is another indicator of progress. And if you are gaining strength, you are gaining muscle. Yes. Even if you are putting fat, if you're getting stronger at the gym, if you're lifting more weight, you're able to increase your reps you are putting muscle on. Yeah. And so using strength as an indicator of success, in the back of your mind, you can just put this on the side and think, when I get to that mini cut, it's just going to be even cooler Mm -hmm. because I know I'm gaining this strength. And even when you're in that mini cut, your protein essentially stays the same, your workouts stay the same, and you're just kind of cutting back on either those carbs or fats to take that calorie limit a little bit below maintenance. But you're knowing that you're going to see the progress that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So the next thing is going to be, what type of exercise should I be doing? Um, to make sure I'm maximizing my muscle growth. And I know this is largely dependent on the muscles you want to grow, but how would you structure a, a kind of a workout plan? Um, would you focus more on, if I'm just looking to grow my, my glutes or something, am I focusing on only like glute kickbacks <laughs> or am I trying to do more compound m- movements? And does it matter where the weight is? Real quick, if you haven't already downloaded our Macros and Metabolism Makeover Guide, you're going to want to do that as soon as possible. It's a great resource to learn how to safely and sustainably lose fat and manage your weight on your own without any crazy detoxes or calorie restrictions. Visit our website at prettyhealthyfamily.com or check out the show notes to download it. Okay, back to the episode. I mean, I think it matters to an extent. Absolutely. If you are specifically trying to grow a butt, you need to follow a structured program to grow a butt. Will you do compound movements? Yes, absolutely. Because you need those movements for your everyday life. And they're also helpful to helpful for your goals. But regardless, you need to be doing those compound movements and working towards your 
your goals specifically with a structured plan. Yeah. And and thing that I, I always come back to when it's a glute specific type of program is, are there deadlifts in there? Are there squats? And are there <laughs> um, Bulgarian split squats? Like mm-hmm. those to me are the three core compound movements, which will grow a great butt. And week over week, I'm looking, let's say the reps and the sets are exactly the same. I'm looking to increase the weight week over week until I can't. And then hopefully it's maybe month after month, I'm looking to increase the weight. So that progressive overload. And to be clear, sometimes there are weeks you can't progress the weight. I mean, you don't sleep as well. You're not, you didn't eat as much as you thought you did. So there are going to be plateaus along the way. But overall, if you are looking at a graph, even though there are plateaus on the way, overall, the line is going up. Yeah. And, and yeah, the more, um, the higher your training age, the more difficult it's going to be to see new higher PRs or personal records with those lifts. Um, and that's where the second part of this goes is that then it's time to maybe shift around the volume. So if I'm doing a five by five Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe I'm doing three by eights Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. or I'm doing going from a four day work plan, um, workout plan to a five day workout plan by, by shifting around the volume and how many sets I'm accumulating each week. That's still progressive overload. And it's also refreshing to do a different training plan because many times I'll do the same training plan week after week for two to three months. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing them over and over and over, but at some point you do need something new. Yeah. And, and a good <laughs> indicator of the time to switch to the next one is going to be either boredom or you're reaching a plateau. And so by creating a new stimulus, the body has to react to that new stimulus. So doing a new training plan for a few months and then coming back to that old one, you're going to be surprised how much more uh, weight you can lift. And to be clear, it seems like when you when I hear you say this, it makes it sound like, okay, well, why wouldn't I just switch my plan up every week then if the body needs something new, but then you aren't able to get stronger at the movements and Mm -hmm. you really aren't able to progress and you're going to plateau much faster. Yeah. And in many ways you want to maximize that workout plan to, I can't lift anymore in this current workout plan before shifting to the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't do that without repeatedly doing that workout. And tracking. Yeah. Tracking your reps, check, tracking your weights, mm-hmm. all of that's important. That's why you see people with little apps on their phone. Like our app has a place where they can actually input the number of pounds that they're, they did previously and they can see what they did previously. And in previous workouts, they can see mm-hmm. how they're increasing. And some people walk around with a little notebook at the gym. Like yeah. it makes sense. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Cause the, I, you're going to grow muscle with progressive overload. You can do it with weight. You can do it with reps. Um, I would choose to focus on weight first, Mm -hmm. then reps, Um, and obviously everything with proper form, um, because form is going to be the the thing that's critical for longevity. Perfect form, technique, and no pain. So the next aspect of this, and we touched on it a little bit, how long does it take? And I really think the answer Mm -hmm. to that is it depends on where you want to go. And the, the thing that I get so excited about is that... Once you start that journey of building muscle, you kind of become a little bit addicted to it (laughs) Um, because you start seeing the growth. You start seeing the fruits of your labor and you then want to grow more. And something I've seen with you is that a focus 
from I want to look a certain way to I want to lift a certain amount of weight. But how I would answer that question would actually be, yes, of course, it depends, but also it's going to take longer than you think. Yes. So because most people expect to have these great rewards in like 30 days, and that's not how muscle building works. Mm -hmm. So even for me, when I get that like that high, I guess you could say, for building muscle, like it took me a while to reach that point because it wasn't until I was getting stronger and lifting heavier weight that I realized, oh, this is really cool. I don't just want to look a certain way. I want to be a better athlete. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be stronger. I want to be able to to do push-ups and chin-ups, whereas before I couldn't have cared less. All I wanted was a tiny waist and a, a nice booty. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's really that exciting part is when you start to transition, and this goes into more goal setting, and building muscle is a great goal. However, building more strength and being the best athlete that you can be and seeing yourself as a good athlete who's going to improve over time is a better goal. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of clients who come to us and they'll say, um, I want to lose a certain amount of weight or I want to build muscle. And we hope over time they transition to, I want to be a stronger individual with better mobility mm -hmm. and to to live a very healthy life that I love. And feel good. And feel good. And a lot of that comes from focusing more on building strength and building that muscle. And as long as I'm having, like you said, my nutrition's in order, my sleep's in order, because it takes all of this. Um, and something we'll touch on in a second is you can work out super hard every day, but at a certain point, you're going to crash and burn. So making sure that recovery side is equally as important as the build side, mm -hmm. um, the overall landscape of your pretty healthy life starts to be a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, the recovery side is definitely as equally as important because your muscle isn't built in the gym, it's torn at the gym. You get the mm -hmm. little microscopic tears at the gym. It's not actually built until you rest. <laughs> and that means the rest from sleep is the rest from your deload weeks. It's taking a break. It's when you take that downtime, that is when your body goes in to heal those microscopic tears and it sends water and to heal the inflammation and your muscles grow back and they grow back bigger. Mm -hmm. And one thing I feel like we should talk about is the amount of like sets and reps um, so with all of our clients that we have, there's a certain range that we want to make sure that they kind of stay in and going above that is going to hurt your ability to recover. Mm -hmm. So for most of our big movements and let's say our big movers in terms of my quads, my hamstrings, my glutes, my chest and my back, those are our kind of big movers of our body. I'm probably programming 10 to 15 sets a week. And I'm hoping that every single one of those sets is really intense. So your, what they call your RPE, your relative perceived exertion is around that eight or nine. So I can't lift more than two or three more reps before complete failure. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm able to do that, 10 to 12 reps is really all you need. You can do, or 10 to 12 sets is really all you need in a week. And that ends up being 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. a day for four to five days a week. but And if, you can still see progress with And this. you can still see amazing progress with that. So, but going into a six days a week, you don't need that. And, and that can backfire. Yes, it could backfire because 
Like you said, the time in the gym, we're tearing our muscles. And once we can get out of the gym, allow ourselves to recover with proper nutrition, proper sleep, that's where we're going to see the growth. So there is a range you want to keep in mind. And there's a point where you can increase the volume, but not for too long. And there's even a lot of data that's showing that people who actually took weeks off from the gym built more muscle than those who continued to go through the gym. So there's a lot of data to back this up. Yeah. And so I'd rather have a client go to the gym three days a week and push that intensity to not their maximum level, but close. Mm -hmm. than from home. We say gym, but you can do this. Yeah, you can do this from home either. But having that client work out three days a week and really push themselves three days a week than a client who's going to work out every single day mm-hmm. because the client who's going three days a week will see more progress mm-hmm. than the client who's who's intent on intensity every single day. Right. But if you are that person, like you can break up your three times a week to five times a week, but you're doing significantly less. Yeah. Again, the volume is going to be that indicator Mm -hmm. where I can do three movements per day, spread them out over seven days. Yeah. But I'm able to recover from that. Mm -hmm. Where if I'm doing 15 sets every single day, that's really hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. So all the cardio gym kings and queens out there, I hate to break it to you, but sometimes (laughs) a little little bit of rest is important. Yes. Um, Anything else on building muscle? and the ideal way to build muscle. I feel like we do need to mention, we do need to talk to those cardio kings and queens. Yeah, so can you balance (laughs) a cardio intent or cardio focus program with a strength training program? Um, Because I'll use my personal experience. I'm training for a half Ironman. I also want to PR my squat, my deadlift, my bench press, and all the core lifts. So how do you balance that out? And science is figuring this out because we used to say Mm -hmm. cardio is killing your gains. Mm -hmm. And now science is saying that cardio necessarily isn't killing your gains. But if you combine too much cardio with too much strength training and you're not giving yourself enough time to recover, then yes, you're not going to see advantages in either area. You do need to do it very strategically because Mm -hmm. you are sending separate signals to your body. You're sending one signal that says build muscle and you're sending another signal that says build endurance. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of, I think for the most people, you're a unique situation. They need to prioritize. Do they want to build muscle or they want to build endurance and put their focus on that? There's still a place for the other one. Mm-hmm. There's still, if you are building endurance, then there's still a place for strength training because that strength training is going to support that endurance. But if you want to build muscle, you don't need any cardio, first of all, but it is so great for longevity, digestion, your heart, and so many things. There is a place for cardio, but it needs to be done in a way where you're not overdoing your volume and sending mixed signals to your body. And as a result, you don't get either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way I structure my workouts is I'll have a strength workout in the morning, and then I'm not trying to do any other exercise until the evening. And in that that middle ground, I'm eating a ton of food. So it's I'm doing the best that I can to be do the minimal amount of work required to hit both buckets. But what I've also realized is I'm not going to be great at either. 
Um, I just kind of want to check off the box, but it's mm -hmm. also just an experiment to see how it goes. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of have to focus on one and I love what you say with strength training. You don't necessarily need cardio, but what we found is, um, doing a stair climber for 20 minutes after your strength training is great. Um, being on a inclined treadmill after a workout is mm -hmm. a great way to stimulate the cardio element that we all love. Um, without really um, ruining any progress you may get with your strength. And whichever one is your goal is the one that you want to do first. So if you want to, if your main goal is to build muscle, you do that first and then you follow it up with the cardio. But if you're first and foremost, your goal is to build endurance. So you want to run races, that sort of thing. It probably is going to be helpful for you to, to do your, your runs and your cardio first and maybe your strength training afterwards. Yeah. And again, it just comes down to how much, can you do and also recover properly? Exactly. Um, and it's something that as a CrossFit coach, we see a lot where people want to um, do CrossFit to gain muscle, but they're doing so much volume, it's actually not getting them the results they actually want to see. So, mm -hmm. so sometimes you got to lay aside your ego and, just and I'm talking to both of us right now. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let some of the volume go so you can actually get the, the muscle gains that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen the most growth going from a six-day workout week to like a four-day workout week. And one of the best things about all of this is once you've built that muscle, it's much easier to keep. Mm -hmm. So you can actually, in years down the road, you can, can dial back your, your strength training sessions and you still have that muscle on your body. Yeah, and I, yeah, I've seen so many... People who've gone maybe down that bodybuilding path that they say, I only re really work out hard two to three days a week because I built up the muscle and now I'm just maintaining it because maintaining it is a lot easier mm -hmm. than building it. Um, but once you have it, it's it's pretty easy to, to, to keep on your body. Yeah. All right. I love that. That was a good one. Yeah. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> All right. If you have any other topics that you want us to um, talk about. There is a note in the show notes, how to contact us, and we'll start answering some listener questions, um, probably in the next one. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right. for uh, listening. Stay pretty healthy. Stay pretty healthy. If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com.